This right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Noah Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, here we go. Two weeks left of regular season play on the PGA Tour before the playoffs begin. Remember, only the top 70 on the FedEx Cup standings will get into the first event of the playoffs. And right now, Shane Lowry is 73rd. Justin Thomas is leaking oil at 75th. Adam Scott's 80th. Netflix star Joel Dahman uh, is 80th. And there's a ton of other high-profile players outside of the top 70. And with two events to go, one of these guys is going to step up here over the next two weeks, play some good golf, and get into the playoffs. Last year, that guy was Adam Scott. But this year, the storyline as far as the playoff bubble has to be Justin Thomas. He has two events to show Zach Johnson something. If he's going to make the uh, American Ryder Cup team, I don't think he uh, has much of a performance this week. I think his struggles are real. I think his hip injury is is real. Um, and this week, it's the 3M Open in Minnesota. Then it's on to Sedgefield for the Wyndham Championship for the regular season finale. We have a brutal Open Championship card to review this is the Golf Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Let's get you all the picks and predictions you need for the action at TPC Twin Cities. All right, starting with the mess. That was my open championship card. 12 bets placed, 12 bets lost. 12 bets placed, 12 bets lost for the final major of the year and arguably the biggest tournament of the year. Let's call it how it is. I call the Masters the Super Bowl of Golf internationally the open is looked at as the ultimate test in pro golf let's go through this starting with the winners xander shoffley and tyrell hatton finished top 20 but never really had a chance xander played solid but didn't make enough putts and tyrell hatton was in contention through 35 holes and then made a nine a nine on the par 5 18th on friday afternoon uh he made a nine uh you cannot make nines uh, and win major championships. Patrick Reed made the cut on the number, but never sniffed the top of the leaderboard as he hit his irons like a blind person around Liverpool. Patrick Reed will not be making the United States Ryder Cup team. Tony Finau, uh, for as good as he has rolled it in every other open championship he's played in, Tony putted horribly at Royal Liverpool. And unless Tony wins over the next two weeks, which I think he won't, I think his Ryder Cup chances um, are finished as well, which is a shame. And and it's a shame because, I mean, you consider how well he was playing at the start of the year. He won about four tournaments in six months. Uh, but but as of about two months ago, you know, he hasn't done a, done, a, done a thing. And my angle for him at the Open was the fact that, you know, okay, he hasn't putted very well overall through the years, but maybe the – well – Definitely the one place that you could always count on him to putt well was the Open. He goes to Liverpool last week and putts horribly. So Tony missed the cut. Tony obviously still in the middle of a slump. We'll talk about him a little later on. As far as the picks to place for the Open, Cam Smith was my top 10 ticket. Cam made the cut and then didn't do anything over the weekend, finished 33rd. We had Rob Mack to top 20 as the sleeper. He finished 71st. Now, 
my matchups from last week will make you throw up all over yourself. Five matchups uh, were given out for the Open. All five uh, losers, which is just a total clown show. It's just a total clown show. We had the Shambo over Hideki. Both of them made the cut. Difference was Hideki actually played like a major champion over the weekend. DeChambeau did not. Seven over par total. DeChambeau finished. We had Robert McIntyre over Minwoo Lee. Minwoo was contending all week while Rob Mack finished 10 over. We had Keegan Bradley over Sung JM matchup number three. We figured with Keegan back in form and Sung Jae being in a slump, uh, that would be an easy winner, but not a chance. Not a chance as Keegan Bradley was packing his bags on Friday and Sung Jae finished one under for the week. Ricky Fowler over Victor Hovland was matchup number four. Ricky lost by three there. Shot even par for the week while Hovland was three under. And, you know, for the record, Victor Hovland lost strokes around the greens, uh, but simply made up for it with his putter. It should be a week that Hovland should be proud of. It's a year Hovland should be proud of. T13 at the open, and Hovland finished top 20 in every major this year. And as for Ricky, um, you know, last week looks a whole lot different had he not made eight on the par 518th on Thursday. Obviously, a whole lot of guys struggled with same story as Tyrrell Hatton, except Hatton made nine on 18 on Friday. And you can't do that in contending majors. You can't make both you can't make doubles or worse in contending majors. And as for the best bet of Ewan Ferguson over Thomas Dietrich, Dietrich has a respectable week three under total. And Ewan Ferguson was, he was done on Friday. He was done. 75-74. Didn't play the par fives great. Ferguson had a double on the card in round two. And I would say the only thing Ferguson did right was birdie 18 both days. Uh, even if Ferguson had found a way to make the cut, there's just no chance he's catching Dietrich's three under. Now, we did split the best bets. We lost Ferguson over Dietrich for the Scottish, but we somehow hit the best bet for the Barracuda, which was Mark Hubbard over Vincent Norman. Norman had just won the Barbasol and played very well last week, but the veteran Mark Hubbard outplayed Norman on Sunday. So we had one little shining moment among a a total shitstorm of picks as far as the Open Championship is concerned. Makes me sick, to be honest with you. Makes me sick. Let's get back on track here as far as the 3M Open. I would call it a decent field this year. Justin Thomas and Hideki Matsuyama will headline among the seven major champions in the field. You've got a couple guys who contended at the Open that will tee it up this week. Cam Young will try to pad on to his Ryder Cup points after probably securing his place on that American team with last week's eighth-place finish at the Open. Sepp Straka will play, and and is he ever rolling? I mean, he gets the win at the Deer and had Brian Harmon knock on total blackout mode. Sepp Straka might have won his first major championship on Sunday. He finished tied second, and he's all the way up to 15th on the FedEx Cup standings. And he is in the field this week. 
Sung JM will also tee it up in the 3M. It'll be interesting to see what that 20th place finish at the Open does for his confidence as we approach the playoffs. Other than a couple wayward tee shots at Liverpool, Sung Jae really played solid last week, so we'll discuss him today. Emiliano Grillo is a guy who is playing incredibly well at the moment with two top 15s in his last three starts. He finished sixth at Liverpool as the Argentine was showing flashes of DiVincenzo all week long. Grillo will tee it up at TPC Twin Cities this week. you got to remember, Grillo also won his second career PGA Tour event earlier this year at Colonial. I'm fired up personally to see how the probable rookie of the year, Ludwig Aberg, will play after missing the cut at the Scottish Open. He finished fourth at the Deer in the week prior. And other than JT, I don't think you'll find a player who has as much on the line at the moment as Ludwig Aberg. He's trying to lock up his PGA Tour card for next year. He's 146th on the FedEx Cup standings right now, so he would need a win or consecutive top five finishes to make the playoffs. And he's on the cusp of being selected for the European Ryder Cup team, but he has to finish this season strong and making the playoffs would go a long, long way for Aberg. So we'll talk about the former Red Raider today. Last year, it was Tony Finau who won his third PGA Tour title here. He beat Emiliano Grillo and Sung JM by three. And remember, prior to his win here at TPC Twin Cities last year, we were all wondering when Finau was going to win his third PGA Tour event. Obviously, he won his first in 2016 at Puerto Rico. He won his second at the Northern Trust in 21, and then almost nothing for a year. And remember, you're talking about one of the best ball strikers on tour with special, special distance. You know, his putting finals can get going bad, but when he starts to roll in the putts, he's a tough guy to beat. So almost a year after his win at the Northern Trust in 21, he arrives to the Twin Cities and wins with ease. And and then Finau went on to win three more times over the next eight months. Won the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. Won here in Houston Memorial Park in the fall. And then most impressively, in my opinion, where we had him to win, he takes down John Rama Vedanta in the, in the Mexican Open back in April. Now, since then, Tony Finau has not done jack. Not done a thing. Over the last six weeks, Finau went from a lock for the American Ryder Cup team to being on the outside looking in. So we'll get to to Finau's chances of getting things back on track there at TPC Twin Cities. Now, let's talk a little bit of Ryder Cup scenarios since we're getting down to crunch time. September 25th through October 1st is the official dates on the action at Mar- Marco Simone Golf Club. If the teams were picked for Rome today, this is what it would look like. For the Americans, it would go world number one, Scotty Scheffler. Number two would be Wyndham Clark, who's the U.S. Open and Wells Fargo champion. Number three is the man with the stones and your Open champion, which is Brian Harmon. And listen, I've heard a lot 
I've heard a lot of Twitter talking heads this week say Harmon hasn't secured his place on that team yet. And anyone who says that just doesn't have a clue about what's going on. Harmon did not just pop out of nowhere last week. He's been playing very solid golf for over a month now. And I loved, color me obsessed with what American captain Zach Johnson said, which was that Brian Harmon has a golf game that is built for match play competition. And he showed that. He has shown that ever since he was a kid as he was on those two victorious American Walker Cup teams in 2009 and 2011. Harmon is a guy that is going to hit every fairway and he makes a ton of putts, which are the two biggest keys for having success in team play. You have to hit fairways, especially in the foursome and four ball matches. You have to put your teammate in the correct position off the tee. And then when your teammate capitalizes on a good iron shot, you have to be able to roll the rock. That's something that Tony Finau does not do. Even though I think he's a lock for the American team, it's something Cam Young does not do. The American team needs their putters. And Brian Harmon is one of them. And you look at Harmon's attitude on the golf course, and this guy is not, he's not afraid of anyone. He is not afraid to go out there and get just a little bit pissed off, which I like. He held off John Rahm. He held off Tommy Fleetwood. He held off Jason Day. He held off Sepp Straka. So Harmon to me is, is an auto lock at this point. That's number three. Number four is going to be the PGA champion, Brooks Kepka. And once again, a lot of debate swirling around how the Americans and the European teams will uh, pass on the live golfers. I don't think European, the European team has a live golfer that has performed well enough to play in the Ryder Cup, but the Americans do. And Brooks Kepka will 100% go to Rome. 100%. Played in the practice rounds there at Liverpool with Zach Johnson. And you know what the conversation was like. Kepka's going to Rome. And then five and six, which will round out the guaranteed top six, is going to be the Bash Bros in Xander Schauffele and, and Patrick Cantlay. They probably punched their ticket back at the President's Cup. You put those two together and you don't really lose. You put those out in singles and they don't really lose. I like Xander and and Cantlay as far as the Ryder Cup team is concerned. So your top six are going to be Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay, and Xander Schauffele. And then after five and six, the next six players, as far as the Americans, are going to be captain's picks. So number seven would be Max Homa. Number eight would be Cam Young. I think he locked his place on the team after his performance at the Open. Number nine will be Jordan Spieth. You know, number 10 is going to be Keegan Bradley. He's another gutsy veteran. And two wins on the season should be enough to get him on the team, especially most recently at the Travelers. One there. Uh, remember, everyone was calling it a hometown win, even though he never spent one minute in Connecticut. So Bradley's number 10. 11 would be Colin Morikawa who is the one guy between 6 and 12 that has been pretty shaky this spring. Besides the second-place finish in Detroit, Morikawa really hasn't done a thing 
uh, since his 10th place finish at Augusta. I think Morikawa right now, unless he goes and wins sometime over the playoffs, I think he's a guy that could be replaceable. Someone where if someone's balling out that's outside of the top 12 here over the next four weeks, I think you could see them come in and replace Morikawa because the final man at number 12 is Ricky Fowler. He's not getting replaced. Fowler will be going to Rome for sure. Now, when you talk about number 11, Colin Morikawa, you're probably asking yourself, well, who's that player that could possibly step up, play well, and replace Morikawa? And the three players that must win for that to happen would be Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, or Tony Finau. Burns was the winner back at the WGC Dell match play, a tournament that Zach Johnson 100% values and 100% had it circled on his calendar. And Burns has placed decent since that victory with five top 20s, but really nothing to brag about him as far as the major championships are concerned in 2023. Justin Thomas obviously has a lot of work to do. Step one would be finding his way into the playoffs, being that he's 75th on the FedEx Cup standings. He'll need a couple top 10s at the 3M and at Sedgefield to get his way into the playoffs. And if you can do that, a win, if he can, if he can do that and he can win a playoff event, he'll get himself back in the conversation. I think if, if JT wins the playoff event, or if he won this week, I don't think he will, but if he won this week, you'd see him take Morikawa's spot. Right now I'm taking Cam Young over Colin Morikawa, by the way. And, Finally, defending champion this week, Tony Finau is a guy who, you know, as I said a year ago, looked like a lock for the Ryder Cup, and now it's looking highly unlikely that he's going to get the bid to Rome. He hasn't finished better than 32nd, six events. And Finau is without a doubt another one who, without a win over the next five events, and without showing any hope on the greens, here over the next five events, I don't think he makes the team. I don't think Finau makes the team. I'll tell you what the, the European team looks like at this point. Now, a little bit different here. The European team is largely undecided because their season, the DP World Tour season, runs through November. So there's still a lot of time left for this team to change, but I'll just run through this top 12 real quick. Number one is Rory McIlroy. Number two, John Rahm. Number three, Rob Mack. Look at that. Rob Mack jumping into the top three on the Ryder Cup standings. Number four, Yannick Paul. Number five, Adrian Moronic. Number six, Tommy Fleetwood just had a great week at the Open. Number seven, Victor Perez. Number eight, Rasmus Hodgegaard. Number nine, Adrian Ojigwe. Number 10, Shane Lowry. Number 11, Tyrell Hatton. And number 12 is Jordan Smith. Now, the four names to keep an eye on in the playoffs as far as far as the Europeans are concerned are Justin Rose, Seamus Power, Ludwig Aberg, and Sepp Straka. None of those four names have a spot on the European Ryder Cup team yet, but all four are in pretty good form. You know, Rose is a Ryder Cup veteran. He has a 13-8-2 record lifetime at the Ryder Cup, and he won earlier this year at Pebble. But he is on the outside looking in to the Ryder Cup 
and he'll need a good run in the playoffs. Seamus Power is an Irishman who won for the second time on the PGA Tour earlier this year in Bermuda. Power will need a, a win or a run in the DP World Tour playoffs in order to make Team Europe. And then you have Ludwig Aberg, who is maybe the most promising young star in the game out of Sweden. But will he have enough reps and top finishes under his belt in order for Luke Donald to take a chance on him? I think he will. I do think Aberg makes the Ryder Cup team, and I think he proves his case here over the next two weeks. We'll talk about Aberg today. And then there's Sepp Straka, who I think is a guaranteed for a captain's pick. I know he's 42nd. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1. But I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. On the Ryder Cup points list because he's barely played any golf in the DP World Tour this year. But I assure you that he has a place on that team following PGA Tour and DP World Tour season. Because after a win at the Deer and a second place finish at the Open, it'd be very, very hard for Luke Donald to leave Sepp Strzok off that team. 
All right, the order of play for the three M pod will be quickly discussing the top six favorites on the odds list. I'll let you know whether I'm in and out or on those six players. Then we'll move to the matchups and the picks to place. I'll give you an outright winner and a sleeper, and then we'll wrap things up with a lineup scoring prediction, first round leader, and a best bet. So let's get rolling on the favorites, starting with Tony Finau at 16 to 1 on FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, there's no chance I'm ever taking Tony Finau at 16 to 1 with the way he's playing right now. That is a ridiculous number for someone that is putting like he has a blindfold on. And that is a 16 to 1 for Finau is a pathetic number for a player who hasn't sniffed contention in over six tournaments. So I'm out on Tony Finau this week altogether. Cam Young, number two at 16 to 1 on Bet Online. Now, 16 to 1 for Cam Young with the way he's playing is correct, in my opinion. He struggled in that stretch between the PGA and the US Open. But after top finishes at the Deer and at the Open, it's safe to say uh, Cam Young's back in the saddle for sure. This is a golf course that ultimately brings long hitters to the top leaderboard. Tony Finau, Cam Champ, Michael Thompson, and Matthew Wolf have been the last four winners in Minnesota. All have very, very special distance. Cam Young will be in the mix come Sunday, and we'll discuss that more later on. For now, we move to Sung JM at 16 to 1 on DraftKings, Bavada Bet Online, and MGM. And Sungjae finally got off that cold spell with a 20th place finish at the Open. And that's great to see because TPC Twin Cities has been great to Sungjae over the years. 15th and 21 and runner-up to Tony last year. This is a phenomenal look for Sungjae M. I, I don't think 16 to 1 is a bad number considering the fact that he's rounding into form. Two top 25s. In his last three starts, I'll be taking Sung Jae in a matchup. So we'll 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 uh, we'll revisit that in a moment. For now, we go to Hideki Matsuyama at eighteen to one on Bet three six five Bovada Bet Online and MGM. And TPC Twin Cities was where Hideki first experienced the neck injuries that really hindered his performance last season. He withdrew from this tournament last year, uh, but he did finish seventh at TPC Twin Cities in 2021. I think Hideki is doing so many things well right now. He's definitely headed in the right direction, maybe poised to make a move at an event in the playoffs. But stats-wise, he's not making enough putts to win this golf tournament. He's played very well, but but he just hasn't gotten enough done on the greens to where I would think he has a chance of winning this golf tournament this year. I think the final score in this golf tournament is going to be between 17 and 24 under. And with Hideki coming in here ranked 112th on the greens, I'll be out on him this week. Next is Emiliano Grillo with 25 to 1 across the board. Now, I like Emiliano Grillo. I respect the way he's played over the last three months. I was rooting for him when he won at Colonial. Obviously, me and Grio went to the same high schools. I do a show with Charlie Epps, who has a a big 
footprint in Argentine golf. Therefore, anytime Griot gets up to the top of the leaderboard, I, I'm behind him for sure. And once my open championship card was down the drain, I wanted Emiliano Griot to win that golf tournament uh, for sure. If if Harmon was going to collapse, I wanted Griot right there. I thought it was very special how all these years later, years and years and years, tens of years after, decades after DiVincenzo uh, becomes the first Argentine to win in, in 1967 at the Open. Right there at Liverpool, um, Emiliano Grillo really pulled something special out of the hat last week. But let me make this very clear. In no world... Should Emiliano Grillo be 25 to 1 going into a PGA Tour event ever? I understand he finished second at the 3M last year, and he's playing well at the moment. I hope he continues to play well. But do not waste your bankroll on Grillo with 25 to 1 because. His number should be between 35 and 37 to 1 this week. So we're out on Emiliano Grillo in Minnesota. Uh, to round out this favorites conversation, we'll do Sepp Strzok at 28 to 1 on, on MGM. And this is another one. I know Sepp Strzok has been balling out. Trust me, if anyone knows, Sepp Strzok is playing well. It's you and me. But 28 to 1? I thought Strzok was going to open more around 34 to 1. Now, I understand that out of all the new winners on the PGA Tour, Sepp Straka is maybe the one with the most major championship promise. He's missed two cuts at the 3M and finished 18th here back in 2020, but I'm out on Sepp Straka. The price, 28 to 1, I'm out. I'm out. No Sepp Straka for me this week. Let's move into the matchups. Number one will be Sung JM over Tony Finau at even money on Bet Online and I talked about this in the favorites. Sung Jay is, you know, he's rounding back into form after a solid performance at the Open, and Tony Finau continues to tread water. You look at the updated stats on PGATour.com. Tony Finau's 40th off the tee and 90th in putting on the PGA Tour. And those are two stats you really have to look at this week. Even if Tony Finau is the defending champion, here you really have to look at those two numbers this week if there's one venue where we thought he could get his game right it was the open championship but instead Finau rolls into the twin cities off back-to-back -back miscuts so matchup number one will be sung jm over tony Finau, even money on bet online matchup number two will be cam davis over sebastian jaeger at Minus 120 on bet 365. And TPC Twin Cities is a venue Cam Davis really thrives on as he's recorded two top 20s and four career starts in Minnesota. He finished 16th last year. And Davis arrives to the Twin Cities, ranked 77th on the FedEx Cup standings, which means he is desperately in need for a great week if he wants to have a chance at the playoffs. Now, Davis finished 17th in Detroit two weeks ago, and Detroit Country Club is very comparable venue to TPC Twin Cities. I understand that Davis has not been putting worth a damn, 
It has not been a good year for him on the greens, but he is in total control off the tee as he's ranked ninth on tour and driving. And I like the fact that in his last three starts at the three M at this golf course, he has not lost shots on the green. So at least there's a little bit of, of, of a previous success at his prior visits in Minnesota. And on the other side of this matchup is Sebastian Yeager, who, whose best finish in two starts to 3M is tied for 66. This is not a golf course that really fits his game. He's 56th in strokes gained off the tee and 114th as far as his putting is concerned. So I think this is a great look for the Aussie Cam Davis. So matchup number two will be Cam Davis over Sebastian Yeager at minus 120 on bet 365. Matchup number three will be Chesson Hadley over Mackenzie Hughes at minus 110 on bet online. And I've been shocked by uh, Mackenzie Hughes' performance since about mid-May as he's missed five cuts over his last seven starts. And if you look at his last two appearances, he withdrew from the Travelers and then missed the cut at the Scottish Open. So I don't know if Hughes is hurt or if he's just lost at the wheel, but he is a long way from the form that we saw back in the fall when he won the Sanderson Farms. The fact is Hughes doesn't rank in the top 50 in any statistical denomination on tour. So this is the perfect fade opportunity as far as Mackenzie Hughes is concerned. And we'll fade the Canadian with the little known American and Chess and Hadley. Now Hadley ranks 132nd on the FedEx cup standings. And for the most part, it has not been a year to remember for the 36 year old. The positive thing here, the, the reason why we, why I, why we love Chess and Hadley over Mackenzie Hughes is because Hadley finished sixth at the Barracuda last week, and he has an excellent track record in Minnesota as he placed 10th in last year's 3M Open. So matchup number three will be Chess and Hadley over Mackenzie Hughes at minus 110 on Bet Online. Matchup number four will be KH Lee over Brandon Wu at minus 110 on Bet Online. And remember, KH Lee is a He's a venue-specific guy. He performs well at these long golf courses where you have an advantage on the tee. I mean, look at what KH Lee did at the Byron Nelson in 21 and 22. He went back-to-back at a course in TPC Craig Ranch that, to me, besides the grass type, is very similar to TPC Twin Cities. You know, KH Lee is 70th on the FedEx Cup standings. He needs to maintain that. And what better place to play well other than a course where he's proven he can do so? KH Lee finished sixth the last time he played the 3M at this tournament in 2021. And we're going to bet him over Brandon Wu, who comes into the 3M missing his last three cuts in a row. So, the fourth matchup will be KH Lee over Brandon Wu at minus 110 on Bet Online. And the fifth and final matchup of the week will be Garrett Higo over Alex Noren at even money on Bet Online. Now, despite the fact that Alex Noren has two top 25s over his last three starts, I do not think he makes the cut this week in Minnesota. And the reason why is because Noren has lost shots off the tee with his driver in 17 of his last 18 events dating back to Abu Dhabi in January. 
I mean, looking at the data, you start to wonder if this guy has a driver yips. His play off the tee is a total mess. It's deplorable. It's disgusting. I mean, Alex Noren is having a very tough time keeping it on keeping it on planet Earth right now. You wonder how Noren is even going to break par this week, being that TPC Twin Cities has the third most water hazards on the PGA Tour. And on the other side of this matchup, the winning side, we have the 24-year-old South African and Garrick Higo. And Higo comes in, first off, already a PGA Tour winner. Uh, won at Congaree during the COVID year, if you don't remember. And Higo comes into the 3M off back-to-back top 21 finishes. He's 18th on the PGA Tour in strokes game with the driver. And I look at Garrett Higo as someone who needs a very large week in Minnesota. He ranks 78th on the FedEx Cup standings. And once again, if he wants to get into the playoffs and secure his full status for next season, he needs a great week at the 3M. So the fifth and final matchup is going to be Garrett Higo over Alex Noren at even money on Bet365 on Bet Online. My apologies. That is Garrick Higo over Alex Noren at even money on Bet Online. All right, a quick word for my friends over at pregame.com. Uh, listen, go to pregame.com, click on buy picks, uh, you know, choose one of the uh, best handicappers that are selling their picks that pregame has to offer and use my coupon code British20. Once again, that is British20 for 20% off um, all picks on pregame.com. Once again, that is British20 to purchase picks from any of your favorite handicappers for 20% off on pregame.com. All right, back to golf. All right, let's get to these picks to place for the 3M. Number one is going to be Ludwig Aberg, top 20 plus 175 on DraftKings. And you have to love the way uh, the rookie is playing, heading into a golf course that might might fit his eye better than any golf course on the PGA Tour. I wouldn't worry about Aberg's last start at the Scottish Open, which result in a missed cut. I think the look of the Renaissance Club really threw him off. It's not the style of golf course. He's really accustomed to playing. You know, his Lynx golf abilities will will get better over the next few years. And I don't think that event is anything to look into because prior to the Scottish, Aberg had recorded three top 25s in his first four starts on the PGA Tour. So he's already proving uh, that he's one of the better drivers of the golf ball on tour. And I think there's no doubt he is in the mix come Sunday. So the first pick to place is going to be Ludwig Aberg, top 20 at plus 175 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Matchup number two will be Austin Ekro to top 20 at plus 275 on Bet365. And the former Oklahoma State standout has had a solid rookie campaign as he's ranked 65th on the FedEx cup standings with two events to go. And this was a golf course where two years ago, Austin Ekro really found his footing on the PGA tour. Remember I was two years ago, I was covering Monday qualifiers for PGA tour.com and Ekro, who obviously I had known so much about coming out of Oklahoma state 
was in the field this Monday qualifier. It was 2021. He Mondays in to the 3M. He had zero status on the PGA Tour, and he finished 16th that week. You fast forward two years later to now, and Eckrode has recorded six top 25s over the course of the PGA Tour season this year. And what I'm most impressed with is the fact that he's picked up shots with his driver in 10 of his last 11 events. So matchup number two will be Austin Eckrode, top 20 at plus 275 on bet365. Let's move into the winners. For this week, winner number one is going to be Cam Young at 16 to 1 on MGM. I think Cam Young fits the mold of a 3M winner to a T, as we talked about in the favorites. We know that the only thing missing from Cam Young's impressive resume is a win on the PGA Tour. He finished top 10 at both the Masters and the Open Championship. He's recorded top 10s in each of his last two starts. And I think his game is rounding into form just in time for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins his first PGA Tour event this week. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if his second came shortly after. Of course, you have to get the first one done first. But the big question for Young this week is, can he make enough putts to get that low, to, to reach that low estimated winning score? He burned edges all week on the greens at the open. I know he's striking the ball plenty well enough, but the fact is, if Cam Young can putt half decent this week, he's going to become a winner on the PGA Tour. So winner number one, it's going to be Cam Young at 16 to 1 on MGM. Winner number two is Frankie Capan the third at 350 to 1 on FanDuel. Now, forget about getting win number one on the PGA Tour. Frankie Capan is trying to secure status to play full time on the PGA Tour next year. That's right. Winner number two is not even a member of the PGA Tour yet, but Frankie Capan has showed this year on the Corn Ferry Tour that he has the stones and that he has the rocks to compete on the biggest stage of professional golf. You look at the way the 23-year-old strolls into his home state event. He has three finishes of 14th place or better in his last six starts on the Corn Ferry Tour. This is a guy who uh, had an incredible amateur career at Alabama, had an incredible amateur career at Florida Gulf Coast. And I don't think he's going to waste any time getting to the top level of the game. I think if there's one sleeper winner that you have to be on this week, it's Frankie Capan at 350 to one on FanDuel. On to my sleeper, it's going to be Taylor Pendrith to top 10 at plus 600 on Bet Online. And after making the International President's Cup team last year, Taylor Pendrith has, he's had a tough, tough go this year. He really had nothing going on up until about three weeks ago at the Rocket Mortgage where he finished 15th and, and and showed the first signs of promise all season. Um, th then he goes to the Barbasol a week later, last week, finishes sixth. And despite, I'm sorry, that was two weeks ago. But despite missing the cut at the Barracuda last week, I had to deep dive into what Pendrith has been doing well that earned him those two elite finishes in Detroit into Barbasol. And this is someone who's really found something with the ball striking. And over the last five events, he's yet to lose shots with the driver or with the irons. And I think if he can continue to do that on this golf course that is so rewarding to the long and to the straight hitters, you know, Pendrith, a guy who had a lot of great finishes last year, he has the confidence to get to the top of this leaderboard. I think 
I think TPC Twin Cities will fit Taylor Pendrith extremely well. So the sleeper for this week is going to be Taylor Pendrith to top 10 at plus 600 on Bet Online. Let's get to this lineup and the scoring prediction, the first round leader in the best bet. Number one, the lineup, we're going to go with Tom Hoagie, who's one of the best long iron hitters on tour. Number two is going to be Taylor Pendrith, our sleeper. Number three is going to be Austin Eckroat. Number four is going to be Joel Dahman, um, yeah, the bucket hat wonder who comes here off a great finish at the Barracuda. Uh, number five will be Grayson Murray as he had back-to-back top 10 finishes at the deer at the Barbersole. And number six gonna be, is going to be Sam Bennett, who had a disappointing miscut at the Barracuda last week. I'm interested to see how he rebounds. He had a Ludwig Aberg-type start to his first couple of experiences on the PGA Tour. I want to see if he gets back to it this week in Minnesota. So the lineup will be Tom Hoagie, Taylor Pendrith, Austin Eckroat, Joel Dahman, Grayson Murray, and Sam Bennett. The weather looks absolutely perfect all week in Minnesota. So my scoring prediction is going to be 22 under par as the winning score. My first round leader will be Will Gordon at 90 to 1 odds on DraftKings. Gordon's coming in here off a 25th place finish at the Scottish Open and currently ranks 10th on the PGA Tour in first round scoring average. The key for him will be to make enough putts. You know, Gordon is a Vandy alum who is an absolute machine off the tee. And if he gets going with the putter in the first round, he will lead the way after Thursday. So the first round leader is going to be Will Gordon at 91 on DraftKings. And the best bet is someone we've talked about all day. It's going to be Cam Young to top 20 at plus 90 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And that will do it for the 3M preview here on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm Will Doctor. You can find me on Twitter at DRMedia59. And we'll talk next week out of the regular season finale at the Wyndham Championship.